Hey everyone, I'm Jess Madigan, creator and host of the Still in the Chaos podcast. As a wife and a mom of four small kiddos and two large labs, I am passionate about pressing the pause button on the movement happening around me. I believe that there's beauty and power in stilling our minds enough to hear God's voice. I also believe that there's so much freedom in talking about our struggles and our hurts. On this show, you'll hear practical tips and encouragement for the struggles we face as women. Welcome to Still in the Chaos. Hey everyone, welcome back to Still in the Chaos. I'm your host, Jess Madigan, and today I have a very special guest joining me to talk about the reality of postpartum depression. Um, I'm so excited to welcome my sister-in-law, Martha Madigan. Hey, Martha. Hey, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for being my first guest. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here. All right. So, um, would you mind just introducing yourself to everyone, um, and letting us know about your family and where you are in life and what you're doing? Just share as much or as little as you want, but... Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure thing. So I am married almost 15 years to my middle school sweetheart. We have three kids together. They are 10, 7, and 4. We live in Charlottesville, Virginia, and moved here to launch a church as the worship and creative directors. Um, so we're actually celebrating our third birthday tomorrow, which is exciting. That's so awesome. Can't believe it's been three years. Like, unbelievable. Um, And I also am in school. I jumped back. When Jamie and I got married, um, I really didn't have any plans to finish a four-year degree. I finished a two-year degree to get people off my back because (laughs) my parents were like, you have to have a degree. And everyone was telling me, you got to have a degree. So I was like, I'll just do two years. That will shut people up for a little bit, and I just want to marry this man and have his babies (laughs) and live happily ever after. Like, that was all I wanted, and and we did that, and it's been quite the journey and adventure, and it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been perfect, um, but it's been beautiful, and now that we are almost 15 years in and three kids in, I um, realized that I love being a mom and it's not the only thing I want to do with my life after all. So I jumped back into school. It was actually, I actually didn't jump. I actually walked very trepidatiously. I was very scared um, to even walk into the local community college here and say, what do I need to do? This is where I'm going. What do I need to do? Like I was scared to death walking in there. Um, but I did, I walked in and I said, look, I want to be a therapist. This is like my passion, my heart. I want to do it. What do I got to do? And so, um, I actually had people at the community college and at UVA, like so excited to help me figure out what I needed. Everybody was like, I felt like everyone was on my team and that was a great feeling because it totally helped me with the fear. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did a year and a half at the local community college because I had to get some credits. Um, and then I just got into UVA. So this is my first semester at UVA. 
and I'm in their um, continuing education program, and it's such a great fit for me. Um, I'm taking two classes at a time, so it'll take me forever, and that's fine. Like, (laughs) I'm on, like, the 10-year plan. I feel like if I can be a therapist in 10 years, awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm getting my undergrad, and then I'm going to pursue my master's, and then my licensure, and then I'll be working with people to help them work through their pain and um, hurts and childhood stuff. And that's the work that I've been doing for the last three years. So I'm excited to pour into other people the same that people have poured into me. So that's a little bit about me. That is so awesome. And I've I can say firsthand, like I've been able to see the fruits of that work and just feel encouraged by you and just seeing your journey like really impacts me and inspires me to do it too. So I'm really grateful that I get to watch you do life. Thanks, Jess. It's awesome. Um, So let's dive in. Um, Let's, we're here to talk about postpartum depression today, um, which is interesting because it's not really like a topic we've really discussed a whole lot. Like we've talked about a lot of stuff, but this is one, um, I think because we were like on opposite sides of the country when this was happening and I wasn't, I didn't have kids. And so when you were going through it, I wasn't really able to relate. And now that I've had four kids of my own, like, I'm like, I get it, you know? Yeah. And so I was just thinking that we could just have a conversation about how it's impacted us. So, or how it's impacted you because you're my guest. So let's talk about your experience. Um, how, how, what was that like for you? And how did you know, you know, like when you had your first baby, how did you know, like, what, what, what did it look like for you? So I actually didn't know that I had postpartum depression after my first baby um, until much, much later. I wish I had known in the mm. moment because I could have gotten help. But I, um, I had a lot of really dark thoughts. I remember being, um, you know, awoken so many times in the middle of the night. And that sleep deprivation is so real and so challenging. And, um, I just remember thinking like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I don't Mm. want, I don't want to do this. And, um, I actually had one like very dark moment that kept me in shame forever. Like not forever, but for very many years, I kept Mm -hmm. this to myself. I didn't tell a soul because I thought like, this was the worst thought I ever had in my life. And I can't share this with anybody. People will think that I am insane. Like, am I insane? Maybe I am insane. Like it just was, um, it felt like a prison, but I remember, um, it was in the middle of the night one time. Um, and she kept falling asleep while she was nursing, Mm -hmm. which for any mom that's been there knows like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Don't fall asleep. Like you've got to finish nursing because I got to get you to bed because I got to sleep. Right. Um, and she just, she just kept falling asleep. I was exhausted. I was like, like my head was like bobbing while mm-hmm. I was sitting there, you know, like I just, and, and I thought to myself, um, well, let me actually back up real quick because my, my cousin 
and his wife had actually just lost a baby. Mm. Their baby was uh, five or six weeks old, and she choked, and she passed away. Oh. And it was devastating and awful. And um, and so I was 12 weeks pregnant. Wait, was I? I think I was 12 weeks pregnant when that happened to them. Yeah. And so this was, you know, a year later, I guess, or or I don't know. I can't but it was still fresh in your it mind. It was still very fresh. It really impacted you. It was very fresh. And yeah. um, I just remember holding her and like trying to get her to nurse and she wouldn't nurse and um, or she was falling asleep. I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but the thought that came to my head was that they were lucky, like that they had it mm-hmm. easy. And I remember feeling so crushed and like disgusted and I couldn't mm-hmm. even believe that that thought came to my head like and obviously I like I didn't want my daughter to pass away like I mm-hmm. wanted her but it was so hard in that moment and I just couldn't imagine that I could keep doing this and so that thought was like like it, it really made me sick. The fact that I even thought that I couldn't believe that about myself. I didn't share it with Jamie. I didn't share it with my friends. I didn't share it with anybody. I just like held on to that forever. Mm. And I didn't even realize, even in that moment, I didn't realize like, oh, this is postpartum. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have any idea. I just thought something's really wrong with me. I'm screwed up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Like I'm, I have problems, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just kept that to myself forever. And then finally, I can't even remember why or, but I told my best friends who didn't even have kids. So it wasn't like they could relate, but Mm -hmm. I just like had to share. This was like years later. And I'm like, guys, like I have kept this for so long and they were so gracious and so kind. And they were like, Martha, that's not who you are. That was one thought. Like they couldn't relate, but they were, they made space for my, um, for that thought, for my feelings around it, for the shame, for my exhaustion, they made space for all of it. Mm. And it was in that moment that, that I realized like, wait a second, I think, I think I had postpartum depression. I just didn't know it. And so, um, so I really got kind of got free of that, you know, of that bondage that that thought had kept me in and then I had our second child and um Burnley was three when he was born and I was not okay like I just was not okay I didn't want to see people we had just moved also to San Diego so there was a it was just a hard time we were missing our family and not sure what we were supposed to be doing and then we bring this little boy into the world and he's just like crying all the time. He just cried all the time. And, um, I, nothing, nothing for me was okay. I didn't, I didn't want to see people that I love. I didn't want to hang out. I didn't like, I just really wanted to isolate and I was not being the mom to Brinley that I had been. Mm Mm-hmm. I was um, not like she was potty training and every time that she would have an accident, I was freaking out, 
you know, instead of like being patient, like, oh, that's okay. Accidents happen. You know, that, that would have been my normal, like, you know, it's okay. Accidents happen. Like, let's take care of it. But instead I was like, why are you peeing in your pants? And like, I would like be angry if she pooped in her pants. Like I would just cut them off like her Mm. undie, which do you know how three-year-olds are with undies? They're like, so they're sacred. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's like the best thing ever. They got their princesses or their superheroes, whatever it is. And they're so pumped. I just would take scissors and cut them off of her. And I actually traumatized her because she still remembers that. And sometimes we'll talk about it. And so I just make space for it now and tell her I'm so sorry about that. And, you know, I wish Mm -hmm. I had done it differently. And here's how I wish I had done it differently. And anyways, knew I was not okay. And there was one specific moment. She was crying about something. And I yelled at her. I said, stop crying. And then, which of course, like, you know, made her cry even more. And it was in that moment that I was like, nope, I need medicine. Like, I need help. This is Mm -hmm. not okay. Like, I cannot be this type of mom for Brinley. I cannot hurt her. And it's selfish. Like, I, I, I realize, like, it's selfish for me to, to not take medicine just because of I don't want it or I don't think I need it. Or, like, obviously I need it. I need help. This is not okay. Yeah. So I that day I took the prescription that I had in my purse for two weeks. I took it and I filled it and I started taking meds. And um, it helped me so much. Within a few weeks, I was feeling so much better. Felt like, okay, I can do this. This is okay. We're going to be okay. Um, and I was very grateful in that period of my life to um, really to have the courage, I think, to say, hey, I need help. Um. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that awareness that you had was like definitely something to be grateful for because I think for me it's like been really hard. It's taken like, you know, me having three kids to get to that point to of realizing like, yes, I need help and like the stigma around taking medication and asking for help and all of that, like that the world tells us to, you know, just I don't know, like, just keep going and push it off and, like, not to worry about anything. Just, like, keep on striving, keep on pushing and all of that. It's, like, I just think that it's really cool that, like, God gave you that gift of, like, awareness, you know, and said, um, you know, and you knew, like, that you weren't yourself. So, I yeah. think that's really cool. Um, so... What's something in that time that you like, like in the really dark time, like before you took the medication, like what would be something or even after that you took the medication, like decided to start taking the medications, like what is something that you wish that you had heard or like believed about yourself in that, in the, you know, your really dark like moment or even like, you know, the moments that came up for you, like what what do you wish that you that somebody had told you? Well, I wish that someone had told me that this was a possibility. Mm. I wish someone had said, "Hey, you know, you're getting ready to have this baby and it's really the most incredible thing you you'll ever do." And also, it's one of the hardest. And you may have thoughts 
you may have feelings that don't really align with the truth about who you are and and what you know about parenting and who you are as a mom and like you might have some dark thoughts and you might have some like feelings toward your baby or toward your husband or toward yourself you know that that you've never had before like this is going to be really hard and you know mm-hmm. a lot happens in your body and in your mind when you don't sleep well and I just I wish that someone had let me know because yeah. then I wouldn't have been alone in it for so long mm-hmm. um, with with the first with our first you know and um, I actually remember I don't know if you remember this but um, I remember you having um, your first baby and visiting you in the hospital and I hugged you when we were leaving and I said hey I just want you to know that like you might have some dark moments or thoughts or feelings Mm -hmm. and I just want you to know that that's normal and there's nothing wrong with you and you can reach out and you can get help and it's okay and you kind of looked at me like I was crazy like what are you talking (laughs) about I'm so happy right now I just had this baby and she's perfect and beautiful and she was perfect and beautiful oh my gosh that baby um but you looked at me like I was a little bit crazy and I was like (laughs) I left thinking, like, should I have said that? And then I'm oh like, you know what? Gosh. It's fine. Like, if if she never feels that way, awesome. And if she mm. does, maybe she'll remember, like, hey, Martha said this might happen, you know? And um, anyway, that so you did that. I don't know. Do you remember that? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> you were like, I wish in, I did. You were like in baby heaven, so it makes yeah. sense you don't remember. Um, but. Anyways, I wish someone had done that for me and just said, hey, like, this is normal and it's okay. Nothing's wrong with you. You're not an awful person or mom. Like, this this happens when you don't sleep enough and, you know, your body, your hormones are trying to get back to normal, but they can't because you're nursing. And it's just all this information that we know, but nobody really talks about. And yeah. That's a problem. That's why I love that you're doing this because people need to understand that this is normal. Yeah. And that there is help available to us. And even if people don't want to take medication, that's okay. Like if you want to run instead, run. If you have space and time. I've never been a runner. I hate running. So if someone said that to me, like, oh, don't take medicine, just run, I'd be like, okay, great. You can take that and put it, you know, where, um, like I would be so mad because like, I'm not a runner. That's not my thing, you know? Um, but it's okay if you don't, if that's like a conviction for you, that's, I think that's fine as long as you find another way to help yourself. But if we knew like, Hey, this is a possibility, you know, and, and not just, not just at the doctor's office when they're like, are you feeling blue? Like, you know, at your six week checkup, like stop that, you know, or like, oh, that's just the baby blues. You'll be fine. No, actually I want to hurt my child. That's not okay. Like help me, Yep. you know? So anyways, yes, I wish I had known I wasn't alone and that someone had just shared with me that this is a possibility. And then you said, what are some things I wish I believed about myself? Is that yeah, what you asked? Me? Yeah, that too. Um, well, something that's been a really important part of my my healing journey has been affirmations. And um, 
some people refer to them as like the voice of the loving parent, which mm-hmm. I, I think that's beautiful because, um, you know, we need parents that are speaking life. I, that's the parent that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, um, I have actually spent a lot of time like writing affirmations and, um, and I think I was sharing with you before we started recording, but, um, something that, that helps me direct my energy, my anxiety is when I have words that I can focus on, even if it's two or three or four words strung together, Mm. it's just like this constant mantra for me. And then it can help my brain when I start to get into a place of anxiety, start to spin out. It helps me just to focus. Um, so, uh, yeah, affirmations are huge for me. Yeah. So, um, so what are some affirmations that we can share with our listeners today that like, if they're struggling in the postpartum phase, um, or even after the postpartum phase, like even in regular everyday motherhood, like we all struggle with feeling alone, feeling guilty and all of that. Like what are a couple of affirmations since this is your like, this is your thing. And I'm so glad that you're here to share them with us. Um, what, what are some affirmations that you would give to your postpartum self? Yeah, I love that. Um, so the first thing is to keep them simple because, um, you can't remember, you know, like an entire paragraph like you just need something very simple and easy so I did I wrote three um that I wish I had known I wish I had this tool when I was dealing with postpartum um but here's I'm gonna I'm gonna say three of them and I'm gonna do it slowly so the first one is I'm not alone in this and I would just repeat it over and over I'm not alone in this I'm not alone in this The second one is, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Whether that's from your doctor, from your mom, from your your partner, it's okay to ask for help. Mm. And then the third one that I I really connect with even now when with my kids that you know I'm not they're not babies they're ten seven and four like I said, but um. Even now, this is one that that is really important for me. And it's, I'm a good and loving mom. I'm a good and loving mom. I'm a good and loving mom. And there's times that I struggle to believe that because it's hard. Being a mom is hard. And there's moments where I feel like I'm not good and I'm not loving and I'm not respectful and I'm not kind. And when I can just bring myself to like, okay, those are feelings and feelings are valid, but here's what's true. Mm. You know, sometimes like I think feelings are important. I think they're information. They, they let us know what needs our attention, but a lot of times they're not based in truth. Yeah. And so coming back to what's true is like, I'm a good and loving mom. You are. I'm not perfect, but I'm a good and loving mom. And so when I can come back to that and center myself back to that, the moment I can do that, then I actually can operate in a place of goodness and love toward my kids. Wow. That's so good. I love that. I'm going to 
I'm going to tag those in the show notes so that people can like copy and paste them or like write them on a sticky note and put them around their house or something like that. Because I feel like there's so much power in just believing this about ourselves, like believing that we are good and that we are loving. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, you know, some people have trouble with affirmations because they don't feel true, Mm. you know, like in the moment. Um, but there's a lot of science around like our words and our thoughts. And actually when we direct ourselves in a way like our, that our cells and our body follows that. So it may not be true in this exact moment, but it's becoming true as you say it. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's a tricky thing. And, um, I actually, you know, I do this with my kids too. So when they're struggling with something, I'll share with them like, Hey, you know, let's come up with an affirmation. Um, that will help you in some like uh, like with our oldest, you know, an affirmation that we've worked on is like, I'm capable. I'm mm-hmm. capable. And sh- and she said one time, I feel like I'm lying to myself. Aww. And I'm like, you know what? I understand that feeling. And as you say it and say it and say it, it becomes more and more true. And so you're not lying to yourself. You're preparing yourself for your future self. Um, so Dang, even if it doesn't so feel good. true in the moment, you can direct your body, your mind, your cells to actually be that. And that is your truth. So. Dang. That's awesome. You inspire me so much. I'm so glad that you're my sister-in-law and that um, I have you to look up to because Ever since before I had kids, I'm like, this girl knows what she's doing. <laughs> and that was like before you even started this stuff, you know, like, but you still, you have, you have such a pure heart and you love your kids, like nobody's business. And, um, it's just really inspiring to see you, um, just love on them and teach them like how to do life, like not to, not to just look to you, but like to teach themselves I guess, like, training their own brains to believe in themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, thanks for saying all of that. It's really <laughs> encouraging. And honestly, right back at you. You're such a good mom. You're so patient with your kids. Aww. I love how you just take time to, to talk to them and share with them and help them, direct them. You're doing such a good job. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's from watching you. (laughs) I'm telling you, I would not be this patient if I did not see the way that you parent. Oh, man. I think I think you deserve more credit than that. But thank you for for saying that. Oh, well. All right. Well, um, I have a couple of rapid fire questions that I just wanted to ask you really quick. I'm nervous. I'm sorry. I did not give her these questions beforehand. Okay. They're not that big. Just think of the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? All right, well, this one's easy. Um, What's a book that you're reading or have read recently that has impacted you? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I actually have loved this book called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Um, It's by Lori Gottlieb, and she is a therapist, and she writes about her experiences with her clients and also with her therapist. Oh, wow. And it's so good. 
it's an easy read. It's interesting. It's insightful. I actually read it twice because it's so good. Oh my gosh. There, just disclaimer, there are some bad words in there. It's not a G-rated book. It's not a Christian book either, but it is really good. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll tag that in the show notes too. <laughs> um, okay. What's something that stirs your heart? Like, like just lights you on fire? Therapy for sure. Really? Like, oh, I love it. I love it. I believe so much in the power of being seen and heard and um, being able to create new, like a new way of being in the world, relating differently than we've related before and growing growth, personal growth, Mm -hmm. like mental, emotional health, all of that stuff. Like I could talk for hours about it. It, Like it pumps me up for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Also, so it's good. hard. And there's moments where I, like, want to leave the therapy office. So don't get me wrong. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. But the hard work, the hard inner work, it always, always results in some type of healing or beauty or hope. And for me, I'm like, yes to all of that. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep saying yes to the hard stuff because I know that it equals the stuff that I'm after. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Okay, last one. Where is your dream vacation spot? If you could go anywhere, where would you go? The beach. The beach every time. Like I, anywhere I mean, in the world you go to a, like a beach like like well, okay, like in so America or like in general, if I'm going on vacation, it's the beach. But if you're talking about like where do you want to go, Martha, that that that's what you mean like my absolute dream vacation yeah like if you Perhaps. had if money and time and any of that of any of that was not even a, yeah. an, a factor okay it's still the beach but it's probably <laughs> bali you know uh-huh. like the in those like huts that are over the water and they yes. have like clear floors you can see yeah. like i'm i'm there Thailand has beautiful beaches. I mean, just wherever the beach is and cool things to do, I'm there. I love so, it. So, yeah. Awesome. I didn't mean to, like, make you second guess your, your answer. I'm just thinking, like, when I think of dream vacation, I think of, like, somewhere that's not in America. So I just. No, yeah, that's great. I love it. I love that you clarified. Okay. But it's still the beach, always and forever. I love it. Yeah. So good. Okay. Um, so you have an Instagram account that you started, right? That's um, that where you have created affirmations. Um, do you want to yes. share where people can find that? Yes, absolutely. So, um, and I just would like to say that I haven't been posting regularly, but I want to do that. So, um, and I was reading through my posts that I've already have, and I'm like, oh, there's some good stuff in here. So, there absolutely um, is. <laughs> the Instagram account is Affirmations for Healing. And there's affirmations for boundaries, for partnership, for finances, anxiety, um, creativity, control, inner children, just all, all different kind of things. So um, I'm going to add the postpartum ones in there, too. I think awesome. those are powerful. 
Yeah, they are. Well, thank you so much for taking your time, this time out of your day to just talk to me about this and um, be really raw and real about it. I really appreciate you going there um, because I know that it's not hard to like talk about that dark stuff and talk about our shame. But I love that you are um, just open and honest with yourself and um, and you're working towards a more free version of yourself by exposing that stuff. So thank you so much yeah. for, for doing that here today. And I hope that somebody listening can relate and find hope and encouragement from what you shared today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jess. It's been an honor to be here. And, you know, it is hard to talk about the things that feel shameful. Um, but what I know is that shame decreases when you put the light on it and when mm -hmm. you share it with other people. And so that's been a huge part of my healing journey is saying the things that would normally keep me shut up and bound up and quiet mm -hmm. and shackled up and um, just speaking to those things and not letting them fester and not letting them keep me small. Um, so thank you for giving me a platform to share. And um, I am believing that somebody needed to hear that today. And thank you. It's, it's an honor to be with you. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. And I'm excited to have you in the future. We're going to talk more about all the things for our next topic is going to be on parenting because you're amazing and people need to hear more about your wisdom there too. So mm. thank you so much Thanks. for your time and um, we will, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wow guys, she went there. Oh my gosh, I am always so encouraged uh, by the way that Martha brings truth and authenticity to our conversations and just the way that she shared courageously about her dark thoughts today. I just feel like someone needed to hear that and know that you're not alone in that. Um, if you know somebody who just had a baby, would you please share this with them? We often are so drawn to talk about the baby and how how the baby is doing, but it's so much harder to talk about this kind of stuff where um, really dark and hard things are going on inside of us. And it just, we don't always have a safe place to talk about that. But I just hope that uh, somebody listening today would reach out to um, someone that they trust um, with whatever's going on inside of them because it can hold us back and can really keep us in shame and hurt. And you and your family deserve better than that. All right, so if you were impacted by today's episode, would you please take a minute to just rate and review it on iTunes? Um, and or you can share it on your Insta stories and tag at Still in the Chaos. Thank you guys so much for listening and please, please, please share. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you soon.